With it being October, I thought it would be appropriate to talk about something rising from the dead. But no, I'm not talking zombies. I'm talking vinyl records. By the mid-2000s, vinyl records were at a low point of around only 800,000 sold annually, and many people thought it was in its final death throes. But according to Billboard, last year in 2017, more than 14 million records were sold, marking the 12th straight year of growth according to Nielsen Music, and experts say the future prospects look bright. We're going to discuss the appeal of vinyl records in an age where you can stream literally any song at your fingertips. I talked to Kelly Corcoran from the local record shop Love Garden Sounds and to one of our own here at KJHK, Deegan Pours, who hosts For the Record, to get to the bottom of this. Vinyl records made their debut just after World War II and quickly won the hearts of many. Their success was in no small part due to the boom in American music culture in the 60s. Despite their popularity, they were quickly replaced by CDs in the late 80s. They then faded even further into obscurity when the MP3 was introduced. By the mid-2000s, the most common place you could find a vinyl record was in an attic or a garage shell. Only the earliest of the hipsters showed interest in them, and many record shops were struggling. Now, in 2018, music is the most accessible it's ever been due to companies like Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. Yet one in four people in the 18-24 to year old demographic say that they have purchased a vinyl record in the last year, with a good number of those indicating that they purchase a new vinyl record every month. In fact, the growth of the market has been so staggering that producers of vinyl records have hardly been able to keep up. In the early 2010s, there were only a handful of manufacturers and new vinyl presses just weren't being made. But as things continued to look up for vinyl, new companies started popping up to fill up this gap, and they were quickly met with enthusiastic buyers, one of whom was Jack White of the White Stripes. His label, Third Man Records, the self-proclaimed label that made vinyl important again, was one of the first to begin using the new presses in their recently opened Detroit location. I was lucky enough to get to see the store myself just about a year after it opened. The walls and floors were a bright yellow gold with black accents in between. They had a booth where you could record your voice and singing and have it pressed into vinyl the same day, and a jukebox that played wax cylinders. It was awesome, and I definitely recommend going there or the Nashville location if you're ever in town. White understands the importance of the visual aspects of vinyl, and it shows not only from the design of his store, but also from the factory within it. The dream was to be able to have a plant that people could see records being pressed and you could buy those records immediately that are, that are on the machines you're looking at, which is, doesn't exist anywhere in the world. He also emphasizes the importance of the look of the record itself. Many of the ones he sells come in special limited color releases, some glow in the dark, and some even have flowers pressed into them. Some things that were gimmicky, some things that were beautiful, anything to capture the attention of people, to, to bring back to the physical product and get away from invisible music and disposable music. He even admits that initially, he didn't believe that he would make any money off this venture. The company has always done well, we've always profited, which I always thought it would always be a loss. The boom in the industry shocked a lot of people, including record store owners themselves. Nearly 400 new record stores opened in America between 2012 and 2017. But I was lucky enough to talk to someone from a store that's been around since the 90s. I'm Kelly Corcoran, C-O-R-C-O-R-A-N. I'm from Topeka, Kansas. I graduated from KU in 1998. I worked at HHK 95 to 98. I okay. somehow stumbled into owning a record store, which I bought into Love Garden in 2004, but started working here in 2000 after I had been in D.C. and Chicago for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And it just situation worked out right and the owners here wanted to hire me and I said if you give me health insurance I'll take the gig and they and yeah. they gave health insurance all the full-time people and that's yeah we still do
So what drew you to vinyl, like, originally? I started buying cassette tapes first when I was nine, eight, something like that. When I got interested in music, I bought cassette tapes first because they had a boombox. And then I started to buy CDs. And originally what attracted me to records, and I probably started to buy records more extensively in, say, 93. At that point, I'm 18. The records were always cheaper than CDs. And I had graduated away from using cassette tapes as often. And so, like, in 1993, a new LP would come out, and it might be 10 or $12, and a new CD would come out, and it'd be 15 And I literally was making the decision on economics. I had gotten a turntable for relatively cheap. It being so convenient to just pull up music on your computer or listen to it on your phone, why do you think vinyls regain popularity? Mm. Tangibility in a world that seems so virtual, I think, is a huge part of it. There's a couple factors. I think, uh, first, the joy of ceremony. To play a record requires, like, I get out my turntable, I turn it on, I'm in front of it, usually in one room, instead of moving around, I put it on, and I am forced to interact with the the physical media that represents the music. And that ceremony is important for me, and I think it's part of it for other people, too. But... Um, I think the reinforcement of taste and the idea of this is something I really love, I'd like to get a representation of that and have it. Something that makes my taste feel real instead of passing and, uh, in, and just fleeting where that music or that trend or that song in two weeks might not mean much to anybody. I've been paying a lot of attention to what a record store's role in new music is going to be as the future moves on. And I'm fairly pessimistic about it, um, except when it comes to cases of reinforcement of something that you know you already love. That's what people buy records for. Something they already know and are already passionate about. Um, When I first started to buy records, you bought them to explore but they were so much cheaper. You could take a chance. Oh, I heard one. I heard that's good. I'm going to pick that up. It's a used LP is $5. That's a lot different risk than 25 or 30. Compared to the increase of sales that you've kind of noticed in recent mm-hmm. years, you talked about being pessimistic to the future. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that and why that mm. is? I'm concerned that physical media's relationship with modern music is eroded because of media cycles and because of the idea that music is is made to be very timely and not of this year but of this moment i think of the way that most modern hip-hop records are released like very popular ones they're instantly released digitally and then physical media follows three weeks to five months later the most recent Janelle Monet record, the vinyl version was available five months after the digital release. And the CD release was at the same time, I believe. But for whatever reason, there was this huge drag between the two. Um, and we've still sold some of those LPs, 
but we certainly have sold way less than we would have if the vinyl release had been the same time as the digital release. That drag or that, that delay between a physical, a digital release and a physical release, either on CD or LP, does lessen the impact for that music to be of that kind of like cultural moment. And I'm, I assume there will be that disconnect will get greater and people will get used to, well, I don't really buy the record until it's something I know I love. And that will disconnect us from the exploring process. And we will just be a place that reinforces taste that was established elsewhere. I'm sure there will, there will be niches that we will be successful in. And there will be people who look to us to help cut through the, um, the overwhelming amount of digital information to get a suggestion. But I think in the majority, I'm concerned that in the long term, a record store will be more for, uh, it will be closer to an antique store than a modern vibrant store that traffics in new music and new culture. You would think lots of 15-year-old people would be excited to buy a Nicki Minaj CD, but no. They'll come in and buy a Miles Davis CD from us. So it's a very odd, like I'm watching that disconnect and being very like thoughtful and careful about where decisions get made. So in noticing that difference between like the sales of classic records versus the sales of, you know, new releases. Sure. Do you notice a big difference between genres as well in terms of sales and what people are interested in actually buying? Genre is less important. Price and popularity. And um, there's kind of a hard to define cool factor that is certainly embedded within records themselves. And maybe that influences which things are bought. Um, but ultimately, I think um, uh, genre isn't a limitation necessarily to people buying records. Um, there is less of a connection with hip-hop music and vinyl records now than ever before in my time working here. Artists don't create full, like, listenable works of like 60 to 80 minutes of music arranged in a row. People aren't releasing albums, but rather just releasing a series of singles. That causes a bit of disconnect with what we do, because in most cases, people want the format to match. You know, it's organized as an LP. You don't want to buy one song on a record. That's kind of expensive for one song. Any genre, it tends to be very top heavy. We used to sell a broader spectrum of music, but as people have begun to buy records to reinforce their taste rather than explore, we sell more of the same record and about the same quantity overall. But an art, a new artist might sell two or three records no matter what, and now a new artist has little chance of selling even one copy whereas Childish Gambino is going to sell hundreds. But 15 years ago, we would have sold 15 or 20 Childish Gambinos, and then it would have been a broad spectrum beyond that. 
Do you also notice specific patterns and trends in the like demographics of people who are interested in records, whether it be age groups or genders or just whatever singles them out and makes them the people who are more Great. interested? The most refreshing part of the past five years is I've seen considerably more women shopping at Love Garden actively and not just hanging out like there used to be people who there a couple would come in and one person would look at records and the other person wouldn't and the stereotype and it manifested in most cases a guy was looking at records and his girlfriend would stand next to him like wondering when can I get out of here and that's not the case anymore which is really refreshing that's been a change over the past five years uh, we, I definitely feel like we've specifically seen more black and brown customers at Love Garden than we had five years ago. And I don't know if that's the popularity of the format, if it's the demographics of the town, whatever the case is. But we've seen a little bit better sense of diversity, and specifically when it comes to buying records. So we've talked a lot about the timeline and the impacts of the vinyl revival, but we haven't really discussed why it happened in the first place. What is it that people like about vinyl anyway? I can provide a little bit of personal testimony myself. I have a modest setup and a decent record collection, but by no means do I consider myself anything more than an amateur collector. But I can tell you how vinyl records make me feel. I'm not all that certain if the sound quality of vinyl is really that superior to an mp3 or a WAV file. Like I said, I have a modest setup, so I don't have the best speakers, so I can't really tell if it is that much better. The reason I love vinyl is the fact that it's a form of music that you can physically hold in a time where that's so uncommon. Just like Kelly talked about, I think there's something special about the ritual of playing a vinyl record. Nostalgic isn't quite the right word for it, because I wasn't even alive during vinyl's initial wave of popularity. For me, there's just some weird fondness that I have for the ritual of it all. Thumbing through a crate of records, carefully pulling the vinyl out of its sleeve, setting it on the turntable, and hearing those first crackles of sound as it spins towards the first song. I also love being able to display the beautiful cover art of my albums. The album cover is a medium of art that doesn't get as appreciated as much anymore. There's not a ton of recent albums that I can recall the cover art for, but that's not the case when it comes to older records. Not many people can imagine Abbey Road by the Beatles without envisioning the four band members on that famous crosswalk. How about Pink Floyd's The Dark Side of the Moon? Fleetwood Mac's Rumors, or even Nirvana's Nevermind. The names of these albums conjure the images of their covers because they're iconic, so if people buy posters of bands, it's easy to see why they'd also want to buy the record too. Not to mention, more artwork or photos of the band can often be found on the backside of these records. People also like to display the inserts that many of these albums come with. Sometimes these inserts simply list the songs on the album and their lyrics, and other times they display additional artwork, such as the insert for Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction, which features art that was originally intended for the cover of the album, but was deemed too raunchy. I talked to the host of For the Record about some of the feedback that he's received for his show and what he makes of the vinyl revival. Uh, my name is Deegan Pores. I DJ the For the Record show, and I like to make it a very personal show. I mm -hmm. think that vinyl is like definitely one of the most personal mediums you know like especially when you like collect vinyl and stuff mm -hmm. and your v collection can kind of start to take on like like it kind of reflects your personality a little bit like it reflects who you are as a person so what first got you into vinyl 
a little bit of the hipster cred. <laughs> I think that gets a lot of people. Me too. Yeah. No but, shame. Yeah. And, um, but I also just wanted to, like, find a way to be able to collect music in a way where, like, I felt like I actually owned it, you know? So why do you think vinyls regained popularity so much? I think mostly for those two same reasons. Kind of, like, for one, hipster cred, of course. And then two, just like, I think that people really like to own things. And especially with like streaming, while it's very nice and very convenient, and I love streaming because I discover, I can discover like six new albums I've never heard of in like one day kind of thing. But I like to be able to own music too and just feel like, because I've always been like a huge collector. So I think that just the feeling of ownership that people have and just how cool it is too, like. What does what does vinyl kind of mean to you? Like, what's your personal meaning with it? My personal meaning with it is, especially with for the record, it kind of helps me say things and express things that I wouldn't be able to on the air, you know, like on my own kind of thing. Not as much the case at home kind of thing when I'm just listening to it. Because that kind of becomes like any music. Like, I am able to bring in, like, my personal collection and play it. And I like to kind of create these dialogues between songs with each set kind of thing. And, like, get out how I'm feeling a little bit through the songs. Even when I don't really want to, you know, share that with, like, however many people are listening Mm -hmm. on the radio. I think a lot of people can relate to the idea of using music as a means of self-expression. Most people, myself included, would say that their music collection, whether it be Spotify playlists or vinyl records, reflects their personality in unique ways. To round out our time together, I asked both Kelly and Deegan what advice they would give to someone who's looking to get into collecting vinyl records for the first time. This is what they told me. Uh, I generally ask what your, um, how much time do you think you'll want to put in and understand that buying records is something that is uh, is a real hobby and habit um, and just think about like how much you'll use them as tools and if you're motivated and you're thinking I'm kind of getting into this make time for the money you're going to invest in them and just understand like yeah I'm buying this record I'm going to go home I'm going to play it a couple times let it let the joy come from the things you acquire um, and try to set set up your living space in such a way that you can you can enjoy it like first get the ducks in a row of like cool I got my room set up I know where my stuff is gonna be um, and then I generally say like buy a decent turntable with a decent cartridge and that makes a big difference as far as stuff it just sounds good and you can get a more visceral experience out of it just start when i started collecting records i would just go and i'd find a bunch of cheap records that like i already knew i liked while record sales are on an upswing they're still dwarfed in comparison to the sale of 74.5 million cds 64.9 million album downloads and 377 billion streams that took place in america last year while things are looking good for this revived industry one can only guess at what the future holds for it Personally, I'm hoping the revival continues. Some may call it a passing trend or a hipstery fashion statement, but I know that vinyl records bring a lot of genuine happiness to myself and others. And I think that for a lot of people, 
Music will continue to be an experience that involves more senses than just sound. Hi, my name's Jordan Doss, and this has been my podcast on the Vinyl Revival. If you liked it, be sure to check out more of our podcasts on SoundCloud or Apple Music. You're listening to 90.7 KJHK.